The big point here is that it feels really good to get the progress bar moving toward that monthly goal and to give ourselves the satisfaction of seeing it happen in as close to real time as possible. Welcome to the Incremental Upgrade. I'm your host, Jen Gray, and I know what it's like to feel frustrated when things aren't quite working out the way you had in mind. Luckily, I figured out that big changes come one small win at a time, and mindset makes everything easier. Whether you're creating something new or releasing something that no longer serves you, I can relate. And it's such a good feeling to let it all unfold one inspired action at a time. So that's what I have for you. Something simple you can do for your healthy, happy life today. Well, hello and welcome to the Incremental Upgrade Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gray. I'm an educator, a lifelong student of all things personal development, and also, of course, the host of this podcast about little things we can do that make a big difference in the quality of our lives. On this show, I share practical strategies, quick wins, and clarity questions to help us take inspired action on the things that matter most to us. And because our beliefs are the foundation of pretty much everything we do, mindset and intention are a big part of life in general, and also what we talk about on this show. This mindset piece was something I really had to confront when I was in debt, because when we're in a stage of life where money is in short supply or even in the red, it is really hard to not find ourselves in a scarcity mindset, which unfortunately has a way of bringing us more of the same. And it can honestly be really hard to Think about pretty much anything else when we're in an amount of debt that feels overwhelming to us because it can feel like this dark cloud following us around and haunting pretty much any purchase we make. So before we even dive into this episode, I just want to say that I understand and being in debt does not mean that you've done something wrong or that there's something wrong with you. A friend of mine who listens to this show requested an episode on this topic, and while everyone's situation is different, one thing I think we all have or had in common is that when we're in debt, the goal is usually to shift that reality sooner rather than later, so that is what today's episode is all about. This episode is focused on credit card debt because that's my experience, but if I ever found myself in some other kind of debt... I would intend to approach it in much the same way. When I got divorced, I found myself in an amount of debt that felt truly insurmountable to me at the time, and it was definitely a process to get out of that situation and stay debt-free since then, but it was also one of the most satisfying and liberating things I've ever done for myself, so fully recognizing how much our quantity of debt can affect the quality of our lives, here's what I have for you in today's episode, starting with creating what might be some uncomfortable awareness around the numbers, a technique I used to set a realistic paydown goal for myself, an empowering clarity question to help us get to the specific strategies that will work best for us to not only move toward that goal, but also another technique that can help us stay motivated and feel like we're making progress. And last but not least, 
a mindset shift we can make that puts us in a calmer, more resourceful state along the way. So getting right into it, the first piece to consider here, because this is ultimately a numerical thing, is that it's really hard to solve a problem that we don't fully understand. So the first thing to do is to put a number on the total amount of debt we're trying to pay down and also to understand the interest rates applying to each amount and how they're calculated. Most credit card interest is actually calculated daily, not just statement to statement. So if you have a $10,000 balance on a credit card with a 23% APR, for example, you could actually be racking up $2,300 in interest over the course of a year. And that's kind of an oversimplified example because we have to at least make the minimum payments, of course. But the point is that in that example, that interest is actually costing us daily rather than just monthly. So even if you paid the same total amount broken up into smaller payments throughout the month, you'd still be better off. And it's obviously going to be most beneficial to pay off the highest interest debts first. The next thing I did was to make a super comprehensive spreadsheet of all my inbound and outbound money, which is a practice I continue to this day because it feels really good to have that awareness and also be able to factor in savings and investments I'm able to have now. And in the beginning, it really helped me to see exactly what my fixed expense totals were, things like taxes, rent, utilities, phones, stuff like that and other categories where I had a little more room to make some adjustments. I was also self-employed at the time, so I found it super helpful to break it all down by category to see what was bringing in the most money so I could do more of those things, and also to have an awareness of my more flexible spending categories like groceries, gas, restaurants, etc., etc. So I had a big picture awareness of how I wanted to prioritize that money. Having that awareness really helped me set a realistic goal. And what I found super helpful, rather than looking at this one big overwhelming number, was to play with it a little bit and break it down into a couple different payoff timelines or scenarios until I got to a monthly number that felt achievable. So for example, if you divide your number, as in the total amount of debt that you're trying to pay off, If you divide that number by 12, how much would you have to pay down each month to get out of debt in a year? If that number still feels unachievable, then divide by a higher number until you get to a figure that does feel within reach, knowing that you can always adjust or pay down sooner. And on the other hand, if it feels like you could do it sooner, then divide by a smaller number. I ended up settling on a goal of paying down my debt over the course of a year And if you're in that ballpark, then one thing I did that I know made it a little easier was to open up a new credit card that had a 0% APR offer for the first 12 months. And I did not use that card for anything but consolidating the debt and buying myself a year to pay it off. Now, there's always a short-term credit hit to open a new card, of course, but used that way, that was a really small cost to pay to get out of that debt sooner rather than later. And my credit score is now well over 800. So if your realistic paydown scenario is within the vicinity of 12 months, that might be something to consider. But if you feel like you could do it within a few months, then that may not make the most sense for you. In my humble experience, 
It feels a lot more doable to have a certain amount to shoot for monthly, and that also put me in a more resourceful state to ask the clarity question I promised at the top of this episode, which is how could I get that money? I know a lot of the law of attraction folks are big on the claim that it's not our job to figure out the how, and while I am a big believer in the law of attraction, I'm sorry, but there has to be some brainstorming and inspired action to get the outcomes we're going for. Having a smaller monthly goal feels much more achievable than the total amount, and when we ask ourselves empowering questions like, how could I get this money, we can start to tap into the infinite possibilities and start to hone in on the ones that make the most sense for us. So for example, we might have a little side hustle, maybe we could sell some things, which we talked about in episode 15, which was all about how to get good results selling things on OfferUp. Or maybe we could cut a certain expense or categories of expenses that aren't particularly bringing us joy. And a little technique that made a big difference to me motivation-wise was not only to designate that money toward the debt pay-down fund, but also to transfer it to that bucket in my savings account immediately. So if I was getting together with a friend during that time and chose not to have a cocktail, I would transfer that $12 to the debt-free bucket in my savings account that same day. If I sold something for $20 on OfferUp, that $20 went into the pay-down fund immediately. At one point, I was also knocking doors for political campaigns on the side, and that money was designated specifically toward paying off the debt. You may have other even more resourceful ideas, and there's also nothing wrong with having your pay-down money come from your quote-unquote general fund, the big point here is that it feels really good to get that progress bar moving toward that monthly goal as frequently as possible and to give yourself the satisfaction of seeing it happen in as close to real time as you can. Another technique I found super helpful was to check in monthly and subtract the amount I'd paid off that month from the outstanding balance and see the amount I'd paid down getting bigger and the amount left to go getting smaller. There's actually a lot of research to support this idea that the more often we monitor progress toward a long-term goal, the more likely we are to succeed. And I have certainly found that to be the case, not just when it comes to paying down debt, but in pretty much any significant undertaking that requires some long-term effort. So I highly recommend that tracking because it's an easy thing to do that really does make a big difference. Last but not least, which ties into this progress tracking, is to make a conscious effort to look for every possible effort to feel good about money. And the easiest way to do that is to notice it and express gratitude for it every time it shows up, whether it's in your mind or in your journal or on a spreadsheet or whatever feels good to you, because the more we notice and acknowledge it, the more it comes. Our paycheck is the easy thing to notice, but there's also unexpected discounts or gifts or things others pay for on our behalf or Money we find in a pocket that can be really easy to dismiss if it's a quote-unquote small amount, but imagine if you're a parent, for example, and you give your kids $5 and they brush it off like, you know, whatever, it's just five bucks, I can't get anything I want with that. As the giver, you're probably not super likely to want to give them more, 
And I've found that the universe operates in much the same way to the point that if I so much as spot a coin on the sidewalk, then I'm like, yay money, even when it makes me laugh at myself because that's a much better feeling that keeps me in a resourceful state. The deeper dive version that is also really effective is to make a conscious effort to shift your beliefs around money and most importantly, to look for evidence that the new beliefs are true. We went into more detail on this technique in episode four on dealing with self-doubt because it's a method that works for shifting pretty much any limiting belief, which is to start from what we want, notice what we say the problem is, notice that that's often not true, and then prove to ourselves that a believable alternative is. So for example, what this sounded like for me was, what I really want is to get out of debt. The problem is I'm broke and my clients aren't paying on time and insert additional complaints here. And the new belief I chose to work on was money flows to me in all sorts of amazing, miraculous ways. And I continue to repeat that so often that my friends often say it back to me now when money does show up in some new way that, hey, money flows in all sorts of amazing, miraculous ways. So with each incremental step of paying down that debt, every time money came to me in any way whatsoever, whether it was going immediately into the pay down fund or not, money flows to me in all sorts of amazing, miraculous ways. And constantly reinforcing that belief made me continue to look for evidence that it was true in the form of noticing new ways to make money, save money, sell things, or whatever it might be. And I can still remember the day I paid off that debt with a client payment that was almost the exact amount of what I had left. And I was literally crying tears of joy and promising myself that I would never go back to that place ever, ever again. And I feel so lucky that I've been able to continue to live debt-free since then. And I sincerely hope that that is on the horizon for you as well. And if that's a journey you're on, that maybe some little nugget of this episode will help you get there. As a quick recap of today's episode... Step one is to add up all the debts you're trying to pay off and sort them in priority order, starting with the ones that have the highest interest rates. Step two is to divide that total amount into monthly goals that feel realistic and achievable, which you can play with until you get to a number that feels good to you. And if you fall within a general vicinity of a year, then consolidating into a 0% APR situation for that time might be really helpful too. Optional step 2.5 is to start really tracking your money to give you a better feel for your inbound and outbound money and which categories are fixed and which ones are more flexible. And if it's helpful, I'm happy to share a copy of the spreadsheet that I use for that purpose. Step three is to start asking ourselves empowering questions like, how could I make or save that money, which puts us in a resourceful state to notice opportunities to make extra money or sell things or cut certain expenses that aren't particularly bringing us joy. And a great technique within that step is to transfer or deposit that money into a pay down bucket in your account as quickly as possible. So you get the satisfaction of seeing that progress bar moving toward your monthly goal Though remember 
that credit card interest is calculated daily. So you definitely do not have to wait until the end of a billing cycle to make those payments. It's also super helpful to keep a little tally of how much you've paid down and how much you have left because our brains respond to the dopamine of moving closer to a goal the same way they respond to achieving it. So giving ourselves the satisfaction of tracking progress on any big goal can really help us stay motivated. Last but not least, step four is to notice when money shows up for us, even in ways that aren't directly related to paying down debt, and to feel as excited and grateful for it as possible and or to make a bit of a deeper dive to shift our limiting beliefs around money into something that feels better, like money flows to me in all sorts of amazing, miraculous ways, or whatever verbiage resonates with you, because the things we notice and feel grateful for are the things that we receive more of. I truly hope this episode served you today, and if it did, I would be so grateful if you'd be willing to say so in a quick review I know those reviews may seem like a proverbial nickel on the sidewalk that doesn't really make a difference, but it feels like a huge deposit to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who've taken the time to leave a quick review and also to all of you who've listened through to the end of this episode. I know that you have a lot of choices on how to spend your time and also that getting out of debt can be a really big challenge. So I just want to acknowledge you for that and also offer that if a copy of the spreadsheet I mentioned earlier in this episode might be helpful to you along the way, I'm pretty sure there's a way to do that and I'd be more than happy to share it with you. So if you'd like a copy of my money tracker spreadsheet, then the best way to get in touch with me is to send me a quick email at hello at jengray.com, Jen with two N's, gray with an A, and I will send that your way. My intention in this episode was to try to be short and sweet so you could have at least one clear, actionable takeaway today, but I also know that there's a lot to a big financial decluttering process, if you will. So if there's a piece of this that you'd like to talk more about in a future episode, then I would love to hear from you as well. And I will put that email address in the show notes in case you're driving or multitasking and want to touch base later. One final note before we go, which is that the Incremental Upgrade is an intentionally social media free podcast. So the best way to connect with the show is to subscribe wherever you listen to get new episodes automatically. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would be willing to pass it along to a friend who might enjoy it too, because you are part of the only social network we choose to use, which is real people sharing the show, and I am so grateful for that. Thank you for tuning in today and for taking these little inspired actions. I wish you all the debt freedom there is. I'd love to hear how it goes for you, and I'm excited to continue our conversation in our next episode. Have a wonderful day. And bye for now. Thanks again for tuning in today. Did you like this episode? If so, I'd love if you shared it with a friend. You can also subscribe to get new episodes automatically and share your thoughts in a quick review. Before you go, check out the show notes below for links to all the resources we talked about today, including your first human design consult free at jennray.com.